on the podcast is basically just like a conversation and whoever subscribes and listens to it is kind of like they walk in like oh shit I'm overhearing your conversation <laughs> so hey everybody thanks for tuning in to another episode of I don't know either the podcast the web series my fucking life don't forget to like share comment subscribe leave a review and let a motherfucker know the podcast is available on Apple Podcasts and SoundCloud, soon to be available everywhere you listen to a podcast. I'm really heavy in my distribution bag now that I'm too famous to even not be in a studio these days as a rapper. Trillery Clinton, link in bio, find me on SoundCloud, make that nigga spend a check. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Booking info in bio. Today I have joining me Dia, aka the Dia Pierre, aka Drinks with Dia. Thank you, thank you. That was a beautiful intro. Uh, thank you. I'm a really simple person. You're gonna have to do a drop for me one day. Oh yes, please. I love doing drops. <laughs> I'm glad you said that because I have a friend who is on the podcast. She's hella dope. And she don't like my manual drops. Because I do my own reggae horns here. Ooh. Burr, burr, burr. She's and, hating me. Uh, thank you. Danny, I hate him. <laughs> so first I want to say thank you for coming to be a guest on my podcast. Anytime, love. Yes, this is long overdue. Yeah, we talked about this like all summer. Yeah, but I mean... You know, everything in perfect timing because it's Women's History Month and I'm only Hello. featuring... Exactly. I'm only featuring my ladies this month on the podcast. I'm beyond honored. Thank you. <laughs> so what originally um, sparked me wanting to invite you here is when we were on um, Twitter having a similar experience. And this was uh, back in September of 2018 of last year. And you tweeted... As a black woman, I feel like I'm not supposed to cry, that I got to keep and hold it all together. Like, I got to be strong all the time because the moment I take a second to be vulnerable, someone or something in this world is ready to strike. I felt that. Because <laughs> it's true. It's a, every, it's a everyday feeling, and it's very stressful. And I think I was having a conversation with my friend yesterday. I feel like growing up in a household where it's like I watched my mom or women in my family have to do everything on their own. They had this mindset like nobody's going to have me like I got me. And in the same breath, it's like I feel like every single woman inherits that kind of mindset to the point where we just don't know how to relax like we just have to work hard because they say black women is like you know the least protected the least looked after Mm -hmm. it's like i feel like sometimes we're on the bottom of the total pole it goes like the white man the white woman the black man the black woman it's like being at the very bottom they expect you to be weak or not successful or Mm -hmm. slack off or that's why we shouldn't pay her more that's why she doesn't deserve it like there's always going to be somebody looking out for a black woman's demise. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I can never just take a break or relax because there's somebody out there that's going to get it for me. Like, yeah. yeah. Do you have any uh, experiences like that that happened to you recently? Um, 
I was going to try to reflect on what was it that made me say that that day. But um, even with my career path right now, so my personal career path, um, I'm doing a whole bars and anything that's my own lane. Like nobody's going to come for me for that. But yes, I get it. <laughs> but I need to collect the bag. I need mm-hmm. to fund my dream. Mm-hmm. So I worked in a company that I didn't expect to like be with this long or get that far. And um, what kind of like put a battery in my back is that I had got transferred to a different location that wasn't doing that great. Um, I was there for like a month and then being there three months, turned the store over, um, employees were happier, passed the uh, DOH visit, sales doing better, customers are happier, there's a flow, there's a whole organization, whatever. And um, when a manager who was in that store returned from their leave of absence, I was still there helping out. And um, like after like a few days, I felt like he wasn't really trying to talk to me. Like mm-hmm. he's trying to exclude me from stuff. Ooh. And then like probably like two or three later, two or three weeks later, um, he went to HR and saying that, you know, I don't feel comfortable. I, I feel like I can't do my job when she's here. She's always overstepping. This is that. It was mm-hmm. the concept of that. A young black female came in and in three months after you had this store for a whole year, changed this entire store to, in three months to the yeah. best it's ever been. Yeah. And because I was only at that time an assistant manager level, he was actual general manager, he requested me to leave the store and what? they actually sent me out the store. And wow. that sure because I feel like I didn't do anything wrong mm-hmm. but be good at my job. And yeah. it's crazy that he felt threatened because mm-hmm. I'm good at my job. And that doesn't happen with men. And that's why companies hire you, to be good at your job. But then when you actually show up and do the thing that they hired you to do, it's a problem. I went through the same thing just last month. They don't expect you to be that good. That's Mm -mm. that's the the thing. They think there's a cap. There's a cap for black women. Mm -hmm. And anytime we're getting over that cap, it's like somebody wants some type of negative deflection to Mm -hmm. discredit all all our hard work. Like, even today with Aunt Becky, it was today or yesterday, um, she paid her daughter's way to go to school. Talk about it. And it's crazy because black women, like, when it comes to, like, enrolling in colleges and getting, like, bachelor's and master's, like, we, we're leading that. And so you got to think about, like, all the, like, even even outside of women, black women, black men, anybody who tried really, really hard to get mm-hmm. these prestigious schools, and they just... Had All kids they had to that do get was paid. pay. Yeah. And then, did you see later, uh, Lauren Lachlan's daughter got on the internet and said, I don't even know how much of school I'm going to be able to attend. Girl, we sent you there to do just that. And you over here talking about you got to go this, this, this place for work. She looks forward to the parties and the game. And like, the games. The privilege jumps out. That's insane. People study their whole life to be in these schools. Like, they work their ass off. They put in the 10,000 plus hours to be good enough to even apply for mm-hmm. these schools. Mm-hmm. And, and coming from where we're from, that's what we kind of aspire to. It's like, you need to make these great grades. You need to go to college because that's going to be your ticket to access anything that it is you want to do in this life that's what we're told that's how we're raised mm-hmm. we raise our children to aspire to buy into the american dream so to speak or whatever that's supposed to be mm-hmm. and we were sold this dream of that's all you have to do all you have to do is go to the school make the grades get the job 
succeed at the job, retire from that job, and then live the life you want to. I wish the fuck, first of all. I wish somebody could pay my, my jump start to that. Okay. Because all you got to do is say that's that all you I went to do. school. Exactly. And you, all the doors open to you. People are doors. fighting for this. And she's mm-hmm. just over here like, mm, maybe, maybe I'll go. Maybe right. not. I'm really interested to see how they're even going to spin that situation to their advantage. Oh, I'm, I'm waiting for the press. I'm waiting for the press statement. Because it's already been no secret that it's harder for us to succeed. And all these people have to do is exercise. Well, I'm white and I have this money, so... I should be able to go here because this is who my family is. This is who this is. But for us, I deserve to be here because I studied, I paid, I worked, I invested, I passed, I applied myself. I have succeeded. We got to work so hard, twice as hard, just to get half of, if that. Just a little bit. Mm. Mm-mm-mm. But it's how things are right now, and it's sad. But I mm-hmm. feel like at the end of the day, regardless, there's a it's, it's a turning point. It's a turning point where like everybody's we're finding our own outlets, we're finding mm-hmm. our own platforms. If it's something that's grandfathered in, well, we're mm-hmm. finding our way in that. Yeah. We're diversifying it. Eventually, like eventually, there's gonna be no option but to listen to us because as much as people want us to take a backseat or stay quiet, we're not. We're just going to keep going after what we want. We're going to try to make sure you guys hear us. Yeah. But you're not really not going to stop the black woman. There's nothing you can do to ever stop the black woman. I mean, we're God. We're unstoppable. Period. Hello. And in what ways do you feel like the cards have kind of been stacked against you as a woman in your industry, especially as a black woman? Just in anything you've ever tried to accomplish. Um. Personally, I feel as though... I'm not somebody who went to school and I was the greatest in school. Like I went, got my, I went to, for my bachelor's, dropped out, got my associates. Um, but I'm more, I've always been a person about skill. So it doesn't matter what job I've ever had, um, what opportunity or event that I got to be a part of. If you tell me what it is, I do my own personal research. I invest in it. Um, I'm very social, very good network networking and talking to people. So I might not have the college that college background or a prestigious neighborhood background but I have a lot of hard work and ethic mm-hmm. and common sense obviously yes um to excel in anything I do and it's just when people look at me bold and blonde all these tattoos she talks like with a little swagger she dresses a certain way why does she deserve to be here just be based on how I look mm-hmm. and then it's more insulting to them when they see that like I have like I know what the fuck I'm actually doing like I'm not just somebody out of Brooklyn, out of Flatbush, and that's right. it. Mm. And it's it's scary to them because, like, the concept of Cardi B, like, the thing I feel like most girls love Cardi B is the fact that people kept telling her that somebody like you who's loud, who's a stripper, who's ratchet, you came from Bronx, you talk this way, you do that, mm-hmm. you can never be successful. Mm-hmm. And she is, like, excelling. And yes. she's still staying true to that. Yeah. But it's like no matter how good she is, somebody's going to try to bring something about her past and it's not going to affect mm-hmm. her. But people like to do, do that. They look at you and feel like you're not worth being here. Yeah. Perfect example. Um, when Monique was on the show with Steve Harvey mm-hmm. and he was basically telling her, there's no way for you to make money and still keep your integrity. And what happened a couple of days later? Colin Kaepernick gets the settlement from the NFL. 
and now look at Steve. Donkey of the day, boy, bring that ass here. I completely disagree with the whole Monique situation. I do believe that woman is owed her money, her flowers, her specials, mm-hmm. her time, mm-hmm. her stage, and her respect. And I understand that at these networks um, like Netflix and HBO, when they hire people for comedy specials, Netflix especially, because it's like something brand new that's being introduced to how we consume media. And when you're working at these companies, especially in the entertainment industry, whether you're staff or talent, everybody is disposable. Everybody is just a variable. Mm -hmm. No one is looking at you like a person. You're looked at as a number, an item, a slot on whatever their itinerary is to move forward. So from one perspective, if you're hiring like this younger generation of people who big brands are trying to target and sell to anyway, they're looking at, well, what are you doing now? They don't care about what you have done. They care about, okay, but what are you doing now? Are you as big as and relatable as Amy Schumer? Are you as big and relatable? I've never watched her. Never. And I've seen one movie she was in, and I was just like, mm, she's not that funny. And the narrative that she carries around her brand is just really whack and outdated. Like, oh, I look like this, and I'm not the typical hot girl, even though I'm white and blonde. But guys still don't like me because I'm just, like, one of the fellas. Girl, shut the fuck up. You're embarrassing me. You don't even do anything intelligent enough with your comedy, which is kind of discouraging. But go off, sis. But she gets a Netflix show, and Monique doesn't. Right. But Monique Monique literally had her own fucking show on BET, The Parker. Is a classic. I watch that shit to this day. To this day. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, she had Flavor Flav's Charm School. She was yes. on the the Queens of Comedy tour. She was um like featured in other network television shows. She went on so many tours. She showed. She sold out so many arenas. She's hosted the BET Awards when Beyonce shook that thing to uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. That was the best host that the BET Awards ever. has ever had. The most ever. memorable. This woman has written books. She's had campaign. Like, the list for Monique goes on and on. Accolades after accolades. She's been in movies. She did Precious. Does this woman not have an Oscar? What is y'all talking about? Who is Monique? That's who Monique is. And I'm sure there's plenty of things I didn't mention. But because Monique is a woman and she's a black woman who chooses to stand her ground to work with her husband, who, you know, mixing business and pleasure as far as like working with your partner, that could blur some lines and it could, you know, fumble some bags when you got to choose your loyalty over your career. But at the same time, it's commendable what her and her husband are doing. They're Mm -hmm. running their own, making their own rules. And who's to say she's doing anything different from Oprah with wanting to just have her own and remain independent and demand this is what I want? Because ain't nobody scorned Oprah for leaving daytime television and starting own network, you know? Word, I subscribe to the magazine. I love her. Yeah. And it's just like Oprah's out here doing her own thing. The, 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 Sorry. So Oprah's doing her own thing, and she's a woman. And although, you know, Oprah doesn't do comedy like Monique, she's a powerful black woman in a position to break barriers and to continue breaking barriers. So for her to do something that offended Monique, 
and not even back her up publicly. I thought that was very foul. And it's just like, as much as I look up to Oprah, I don't have the same relationship with Oprah as older black women would. They feel like yeah. Oprah can do no wrong. But for me, coming up in a in a generation who believes that the society has sold us a lot of falsehoods, I feel as though Oprah is very wrong for not defending Monique in a, pl- in a public platform, especially after what they had gotten into prior to that with Oprah telling Monique, I'm going to have your brother on. How do you feel about that? But then not telling her that I'm going to also have your mother and father on. And then when Monique reached out to her and said, you know, that really offended me. Oprah just kind of treated it like, oh, well, I'm sorry if you feel that I've offended you. And it's just like words mean things. And Oprah's smarter than that. Be intentional about it. And then for her to publicly endorse Tyler Perry, who does nothing but make black women the butt of his jokes. I didn't know he was going to get this far. And it's a little kind of pressing. Like, kudos to you for supporting black actors, but how do you feel about that? As a black woman, how do you feel about the representation of women in the media? My... I think now that social media makes everything go viral and more apparent, it really irks my nerve that once upon a time we used to watch like hood movies and you could have the stereotypes and be funny. But now it's the day and age where like black women don't get credit for anything. But yet we have when black men imitate black women, like the Medea situation, it's hilarious. And then when straight guys want to act like ghetto black girls, like people like treating us like a puppet. Like it's funny and it's cool. But when we're actually doing it, it's nasty, it's ghetto, it's ratchet, right. it's beneath me. Like, right. and, it, and it's sad. Monique has a very, 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 very heavy resume. Mm-hmm. Like, you recall everything? I was like, damn, nah. She, was, she made up a good part of my childhood. But it's just messed up that the focus is, what are you doing right now? Forget all your accomplishments. Forget whatever barriers you decided to break. What are you doing that's hot right now? Because mm-hmm. a lot of the comedians at the time who were saying she's bugging and stuff like that, I'm just like, I'm pretty sure you grew up watching her. Like, she paved the way with a lot of the great male and female comedians. But time... Times is crazy, but people are being exposed. Mm-hmm. True colors are being shown, and these conversations are actually happening. But, man, Tyler Perry shouldn't make no more movies. And that's... Well, you know, Medea's funeral is coming up. Yeah, I just, I'm over it. I'm really over it. I'm good. I liked the stage plays. The stage plays were awesome. And the first yeah. movie came out, I was like, yeah, that's cool. Mm-hmm. When there's more, I'm like, oh, so we... We doing this for real, for real. Yeah. And I'm not mad at a black man getting his money employing black actors, but at the same time, at the cost of whom? Yeah. Black women. Like, come on, man. You're too talented. I feel like you could you could come up with something else. You could be more inventive. You could step outside the box of what's already been done. And I feel like Hollywood does a great job of replacing and repeating history as opposed to giving us the support and the resources to be like, well, let's see them develop something new. Well, Jordan Peele is really setting the way. Man, what? I'm so grateful for him because Get Out is really not about nothing racial. It's just a horror film with black people instead of white people. I'm just like... I don't like scary movies, mm-hmm. but my ass is going to go see it. Right, because if the roles were reversed as far as color, it just would have been another was, horror movie. But that should be, an, and I love what he's doing because that yes. should be known. Why isn't there like be. just black horror movies? Why every time you see a black person, it has to be a race movie or Indian mm-hmm. person. It has to be a needed. Why does it have to be like that? Yeah. So I need uh, more people like Jordan Peele to step up and write these scripts and mm-hmm. um, 
Less representation matters. Yes, absolutely. And I'm glad you said that because um, my cousin who's in film school, Asada, she's actually working on her thesis film for uh, her program, her graduate program at USC. And the film is titled Lightheart, and it's about the importance of representation for not only black women, but dark-skinned black women growing up, raising children, and wanting to have books that represent us, movies, TV shows, cartoons, characters for our children to look up to, you know, things like that. So what was your experience growing up? Um, and what did you feel like your relationship was with representation? In all honesty, it didn't hit me consciously, probably till I was in college. It was never an idea of like, damn, there's not a lot of black faces. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of white faces. It was never a thing because it was just a norm. I went to Catholic school when oh. I was younger. So it's just you pay attention to this. You know, you don't learn about slavery and nothing until you about sixth grade because they wow. illegally arrest you once you're in junior high school. Um, yeah. yeah, it's a concept that you don't teach about slavery or things that can enrage some children um, until they're of legal age to be arrested. Yeah, because they, they feel like you might riot or whatever the case may be. Because we're black. Yeah. Or whatever minority realizes what so really happened in America. So we would then be criminalized for... Becoming enraged by our history and being educated about it. Being educated about it. Oh, wow. So Mm -hmm. basically, being caught without my freedom papers. (laughs) Hello. Because technically, if you think about it, you don't learn about... You learn about the Indians. You learn about a whole bunch of things in Mm -hmm. elementary school. But they don't go into detail until you hit, like, junior high school. They don't teach us to younger kids. But it's something that they should. But, train of thought, what was the main question? The main question was, how did you feel about representation when growing up? Yeah, I didn't, I didn't think anything about it. I was not conscious of it all. For me, it was just like, I grew up probably watching music videos and just accustomed to like music videos having beautiful black women dancing, all this voluptuous, like, I never really thought about the fact that we don't have like leading ladies or I was just always black and West Indian culture focused in on that. That I never paid attention to the fact that we weren't marketed on a larger scale. I was just like happy in my own little bubble, in my own little world, my friends. And it's not until I got older, I got to college, I'm just like, I feel weird and out of place. Like I always grew up on Flatbush, I was always around people. But I went to college and I went different places and I'm getting older, I'm just like, this don't really feel normal. Mm-hmm. And so, and I think that's sad because you should teach little girls at a young age. Like I always had the white Barbie dolls. I never questioned why I didn't have the black Barbie dolls. It was just a norm. Like, you were normalized about it. So I'm very happy that now with the transformation about everything, like, it's important these little boys and girls realize that, like, you have potential to do something on a larger scale how you are. Don't switch it up. Don't change anything. Just embrace your black, bold self and Mm -hmm. go for it. But I'm very happy at how things are playing out now. I'm just happy that it wasn't something that mentally affected me when I was younger. So, yeah. Yeah. That's positive. And that's a way different perspective than what I've been hearing. That's very refreshing, actually. Because any other time I'll bring it up, there are people who are, like, heavily affected by it. That's good to know. Ignorance is good sometimes. And it's not saying it's a good thing, but you know what? Sometimes it helps. Yeah. That's that's a word without saying a word. (laughs) 
Oh, what was I going to say next? Oh, earlier, before we started, we were talking about the Yes Jewels interview. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Roll a blunt and laugh. Boy, did I. Yo, I have so much to say. I'm going to condense what I have to say. One, I ain't never like her. I don't like... I don't know much about her, and I don't know many people who I don't do. like anybody who's not part of black culture and capitalizes it off of it mm-hmm. and does not speak up for black culture at all. Because the time she was booming, that's when Black Lives Matters was happening. Like, there was a lot of social things going on mm-hmm. where people who are part of the black culture could have taken a stand mm-hmm. and speaking up, and a lot of people shows not the same thing. That's why I'm very happy like with social media because it gets show exposed people's truths. Mm-hmm. So when people are asking her like, do you support this? Do you do that? And she's like, no, I'm like I fuck you. Fuck you bitch. I don't know who you are. I don't care who she you are. She just doesn't want to get involved with anything about it at all. But she had that freestyle where she talked about they're not Anyway, oh, that freestyle that she kept that repeating throughout shit. this interview, that freestyle was terrible. I don't know why she kept repeating the lyrics like that. Was why did she keep repeating the lyrics? Oh my God, let me go lyrics? download this song and listen. With, no, what was no, the lyrics? She said, she said, because my ass is fat and my skin ain't black. And she wouldn't stop. This shit, albino black bitches with fat asses, okay? They skin ain't black and they ass is fat. The fuck? <laughs> But my issue is that <laughs> she thought that was a bar. <laughs> she did. She was. She gonna. She's not gonna let that die. She's not gonna let that die. She's like, ooh, that's that. Was me like that shit right here. That shit right here. She. But you gotta look at the people she's surrounded by. They boost that's her the to have that confidence. First of all, that dude on the show, the dark, darker one, Murder he imposed. I'm not trying he to say it. I'm not, sh- I'm not saying anything about dark skin people. I just refer to him. He's a darker toned gentleman on the show. He is a big ass fucking clown, and it's because of people like that that other people in cult- white women. I'm just going. I'm just trying to be put, you know polite. No, fuck it. The reason why white women feel like they have something over black women. You guys will never have anything of black women. First of all, secondly, guys like that, like they just try to discredit everything they are because you came from a black mother or you came from a black father at the end of the day. And I feel like if I had a son. And I raised him, and he didn't love everything about being black, black women, black men, whatever the case may be. I would have felt like I failed as a mother. Yes. Because what you came from is a black woman. You came from black love. You came you came from black excellence. So I'm okay with if you want to date outside your culture. But the moment you start, like, discrediting your own, yeah. I would have felt like a failure. By all means, do what the fuck you want. I have no problem with black men or black women dating outside their race you, i have no problem get that credit score up but when you feel like you have to dim the light bulb of someone else in order for you to shine that's why i can't fuck with you and that's when you become a clown and it's like there was some parts of the interview because i a journalist who studies journalism who <laughs> believes that if you are going to have a platform where you're reaching the masses you should be moral and ethical hello i was picking up on little notes i'm just like he's just baiting her mm-hmm. so that they can get more exposure and it worked like they're just putting the battery in her back to name names so that they can use that as clickbait she named the wrong names though she named the wrong she names she tried the wrong ones Karen Civil and Scotty Bean like are you all serious all the west coast all the east coast on both those two names alone they're really not gonna write for jewels like jewels whatever whatever her fucking name is she just she's exed out now because she saw what happened the first time at, at was it um rolling loud yes you got canceled honey you and was her defense was 
I'm a Miami girl. I looked at her and said, nothing about you gives me Miami. I ain't never been to that part of Miami. I honestly she's from Miami. Say you from South Beach, ma. Because there's a difference between Miami and South Beach. Like, and you, baby, you was South Beach. You was Star Island. Like, relax. And to the black guys who feel, anybody who feels like black women is always jealous of white, white women. I said this earlier when I was talking to my friend. But it's the concept of the history White men have always fetishized black women, mm-hmm. so I'm always worried about that. And white women have always lied on black men and mm-hmm. used them as a tool mm-hmm. for them to either lose their career, their freedom, or their life. Yeah. So me as a black woman, if you if you are with a white woman, I'm going to be cautious. Is she telling you that you're great? Yeah. Is she trying to find out about your culture? Is she loving you for you? Exactly. Or is she just trying to like... Oh, you're not like the other black people. Exactly. That's the shit that concerns me. I'm not jealous. Confidence. I just want to make sure that my brother or my sister out there in the world, y'all are with somebody that loves you for you. That's simple. I don't care about the extra shit because I have friends who are in um, interracial relationships. They have mm-hmm. kids and yeah. they're so obsessed with each other yeah. that the race is not a focus, but they're not like, oh, we're not talking about black matters. Like, my best friend's uh, baby father is white. Well, I say baby father, but their boyfriend, girlfriend live together in a nice little house and shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and when the 13th member came out, he was like, did you guys watch it yet? And also, like, let's have this, like, mm-hmm. let's have the conversation. He's comfortable with having the conversation because yeah. you have to be realistic. Yeah. There's going to be some uncomfortable times. And if you're around those white people that can be uncomfortable with you, awesome. But if you're around the dismissive ones, nah, watch the motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. And Jewel's is a dismissive ass bitch. So, fuck it. You don't need to benefit off this culture. You're not, you're not worthy of black peen. So, bitch, go, go find somebody else. And what kills me is the beginning of the interview, she opens with, like, offering them a distribution deal for, I guess, her next business venture, whatever that could be. And so the guy, Murder Mook, the host, gets on Twitter and says, because I guess he was obviously being attacked and being called a coon for his behavior. He was a coon. He is a coon. So his response to those tweets are, all y'all working for the white man are the ultimate coons. As long as you let them profit off of you, you have no voice in the matter. Shrug emoji. First of all, isn't there like a white guy right next to him in all of this? Yes, there is. Okay. His co-host. Now, my response to his thing was, LMAO. As you should say. At Yes Jewels literally offered you a distribution deal to make money off of you on air. You're a fucking clown. Like... What are you talking about? This woman just literally offered you an opportunity for her to make money off of you. What? Can I Google this nigga net worth? Like, is he even worth being on TV? Like, he's not even on TV. I'm sorry. He got a, a little... A web podcast? A little web podcast with a group of friends who don't know what the fuck they're talking about. I've never even heard of this podcast before, and it's not to discredit them and say that they're not, like, doing their thing. But for this to be my first impression... I am not going to be back. It was just disgusting to see them perform this way. This is not yeah, this was not the episode if you wanted to go viral to go viral. You're not gonna talk smack about a black black women who actually do good. And you're not gonna allow a non black woman to bash us on your platform and at no point did you even try to defend. Beyonce. You were talking in circles. You didn't have any substantial evidence to validate any points you were making. 
hella repetitive like just fail and fail again and fit everyone's outfit trash yo the blue tims with the orange laces and then the blue hoodie didn't even match then you had on a bape mm-hmm. headband then this nigga got on the gape the bape cardigan and i mean not bape he got like on the gap is- cardigan with the one is going on it was a lot it was a lot going in that they're just and then the top of his head looked like somebody just took a hot spatula and branded his scalp just meaty as hell just oh i wish i had more thumbs to give that platform more thumbs down my god oh i'm about to go to her page it's like i forgot i have her reported as spam okay so hold up hold up <laughs> like all this bitch does is target and dismiss black women and then does so in the presence of black men for protection and validation and he over here saying Say that's I, fuck black with you. Face. I fuck with you Let's I sit fuck with you so now it. once again You're you put in the battery in her back like why would you think you could wear a shirt that say niggas lie a lot you see what it's happens is it's not funny and it's just like that you need to have diversity because if you had real black friends around you, they would have told you, you know what, I don't think, you know, from a bag perspective, that's a smart thing to post because it's still... Somebody said the other day, Logic and uh, Haley are actually blacker than her because they actually have black and they've never said nigga. They've never tried to be disrespectful and they socially stand up for more shit than she ever does. Way more. It... And yes, Jules kind of look like Logic with a fat ass. She definitely looks like Logic. Very unattractive. She definitely does. And another thing, too, I love how she goes, I'm Puerto Rican and Italian. All of a sudden, now you're Puerto Rican and Italian? When you've been capitalizing off of just the white girl? Just be white. Just be white. And then he over here telling her, exactly. So so you're not white. So uh, Yeah, oh, when he said that. I was like, first of all, Uh, that was that if you tell an Italian person like, oh, you're a nigger, I swear to God, they'll probably react worse than if a white person calls nigger. Mm-hmm. Because they were treated like scum back in the day. So you're mm-hmm. saying that right now, like it's funny, it's not. It's not. It's it's really not. And I'm really against Spanish people saying the N-word. Mm-hmm. So even if she's Puerto Rican, I don't care, you still cannot use it. That's how it goes. We took the word back. And because of colonization, there's a such thing as like, you know, a white Hispanic. So even if you did want to throw on that Hispanic card and say you a Miami girl, you're a white Cuban to me. Yep. You're You're a white Latina to me. Like, period. Because you're not going to get the same treatment as someone who's dark skinned and of Hispanic descent. You're not going to be looked at the same way. And she's still not speaking about it because Cardi B even and Hennessy talk about colorism in her in their mm-hmm. community, call it out. Mm-hmm. So either way, she loses from all standpoints. You're more concerned about some clout and degrading entire race of women who are better than you. I'm not saying black women are better than you. I'm just saying every woman is better than you because you're like the lowest of low. Mm-hmm. You fucked your way to the top, and you're still not that high up. Use your little events and shit like that. I'd rather take a long time, get into what I want, by not spreading my legs, and again, they're really flat, really fast with no talent. It's not the only only memory people have of you is ratchet shit and drama like this. Exactly. Can you name one of your events? Who? Jewels. Jewels. I didn't even know can she you, did Rolling Loud until I watched you, the interview. Do you do you know of any uh, collaborations that she has done? Mm-mm. Have you known any networks that she has worked with? 
No. But I can name a few that Scotty and Karen have, though. Anybody. I can name so many. Anybody. To this day. To this day. But that's the day we in now. These are the times. I don't have nothing to say. Because how many times are we going to keep having the same conversation? It's like at this point, we need to talk about solutions. We can complain and come out with come up with like funny nicknames and memes and banter all day. <laughs> but what the fuck is the solution? Are we going to start beating bitches up? Are we going to um, come up with an actual sustainable plan? Like, let me know what the agenda I'm is. I'm down with choice A and the following choice B. I'm always with <laughs> the shits. Because a lot of people talk like they ain't never been, been beat, beat up before. And it, and it shows. shows. <laughs> it fucking shows. She needs that ass beat up. It's also the fact of... He needs his ass beat up, too. Who? Murder Mook. Girl, I don't even care at this point, to be honest. Because how many times are black women going to be responsible for the world coming together, things making sense, and being instrumental in... This is how things are supposed to be, and you want to know why? Because we fucking said so. Because we know best. Period. But at the same time, we deserve to be tired. We deserve to have a break. We deserve to be given a break. We're held on this pedestal and then asked to build that pedestal at the same time. There's no baseline for the treatment of a black woman in America. We all are either regarded as that bitch and we've exceeded color and broken that barrier <laughs> like Wendy Williams thinks she has for some odd reason. Anyway. And then there's the black woman who's just giving shit and just the stereotypical, oh, she's a single mother who's ghetto, probably uneducated, probably got a bunch of SCDs, always popping out babies. Like, then we have that negative stigma that's constantly repeated in... There's the no black barrier. woman's narrative in, in the media right no the it's place. exactly like i can't be a black woman who wants to be a rocket scientist and also knows all the lyrics to cardi b i can't be a michelle obama you know running and effecting actual policy behind my husband who's the president and still know pharrell's music and invite chance the rapper to my events it's like we're not allowed to be flexible and have a dynamic that exceeds all stereotypes i think that's really fucking bad i think it's funny that we were talking about the whole um karen and sky situation and back to the first topic of conversation the moment you decide to relax Mm -hmm somebody's ready to attack. Like, I'm pretty sure Scotty and Karen were minding their business. The shit came like, whoa, whoa, I know for guys. a fact they were minding the their hell? business. And then I'm saying, you could, there's always somebody out there for your demise because she and chose they, to focus that whole conversation mm-hmm. about that. Like, And the three of them don't even do the same thing. At all. And but never will. dying to mention it. Baby, you host parties. I don't want to go to Louis Vuitton dinners. Bitch, everybody want to go to Louis Vuitton dinners. Period. What fuck I'll be a mean? server if they need me to. Honey, 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 are you ready for me to take your stuff? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, but she, watch out for the culture vultures because she knew all they moves. Every last one. But can't nobody ever say shit about For us. somebody who's unbothered, you sound very, very bothered. bothered. Like, bothered. like that day in 2017 when Scotty said this is that, and on August 4th, when there's a camera, like, that you've been doing your research, you've been keeping tags, like, you've been training, for, you've been training for this very moment. Really? But it's, <laughs> non-sponsored or 
viral, important show. Okay. I'm pressing you like button sounds on a Friday night. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Did you stay pressed so I called on my space bar? <laughs> Bitches is heavily pressed. Heavily. I'm sorry. I couldn't. I could not help myself. I couldn't. You know what the solution will be, though? After you be harassed? Buy a puppy. Puppies make people happy. You know? It's Whenever I see somebody having a bad day, I just want to offer them a puppy. Maybe she just needs a puppy. And if she has one, maybe that puppy's broken and she still needs a replacement. You know? She's just lonely. Uh, did you go to the uh, the B2K Millennium? Tour? Honey, yes, I did. Oh my God. I understand how Keith Sweat fans be feeling. Because really? I felt old as shit. About 30 minutes in, I'm like, damn, I'm tired. Okay. It's only been the Yin Yang Twins. But spectacular he was dancing like he was a fresh stripper he was doing it for he was going off though i kept screaming i was like damn i feel old as shit that i'm still screaming for this guy i guess we live in that nostalgia i would have been the same way i can afford it i couldn't afford that concert back then i could afford it now I don't know really why I didn't go. Because at first when they announced it, I was really hyped. And then just out of nowhere, I just kind of lost the momentum. I was like, I'm oh, fucking going. I will tell you this, though. It was long and my old soul couldn't make it. And it was daylight savings, so time jumped forward. <laughs> I was stressed towards the end of the night. But I'm very happy I got to go and got to see Little Fizz. Little Fizz, though, looked out of shape and tired. Omarion was doing his thing. Oh, that we He was Jay smoking Bug. on marriage boot camp. Mm, bruh. Jay Boog is my He looked boy. good, but he was, he was, he was definitely that uncle who had it in high school and still want to act like they got it like that. He was definitely that. And Rasby was going like he needed that check. Like, serious. I know, Rasby was going the he hardest. He was going the, clip I saw the hardest. When they jumped up, up the stage. He, and his hat flew. <laughs> First of all, he still wore the same fit from back in the day, like the long vest, like with the sleeves cut with off, the, with the hat <laughs> and the do rag. Yo, I was like, wow, wow, ain't shit changed for you, bro? No, Res B needed this. Yeah, he did, and I felt bad because he's like, because Chris Stokes, Chris Stokes, fucked us. Yeah, I try to forget that point. My friend definitely mentioned that during the concert. I was like, yeah, I'm just gonna ignore that. So now, you know, forget I know about that. And just... still be working with her. When is, when is Surviving Chris Stokes coming out? Ooh. Ooh. I can't. I mean, first of all, watching Surviving R. Kelly, I watched it high. Horrible idea because it just, in everything that, every detail just got enhanced. And it's like, damn, son, we let Aliyah down. Damn. Nobody said anything? Wait, she knew? He knew? I been knew R. Kelly was a nasty but nigga. But my thing, though. was like, yo, this shit been happening so long and so many times. Like, so me like, as a child, how the fuck adults ain't figure it out? His song, his, to me, his music don't slap like that. It don't. Bro, Boondocks had a whole fucking episode about R. Kelly <laughs> that came to life this year. Like, people gonna think, oh, fuck it, he make good music, it's excusable. What you mean that shit? They did this nah. shit the first time. Nah. Nah. Like, that shit was wild to me. They made a point, son. People are gonna fear him just because he could sing good. Mm-hmm. And it makes me stop thinking, like, damn, which one of our artists, like, one of my favorite artists that came out now, if somebody said all this shit about them, like, what I, if somebody did this for Jay-Z, I'm gonna be in denial. 
I'm gonna be in the now. You know what? Nah, that nigga rap good. This nah. is a this is a fair moment because when they relaunched this whole Michael Jackson scandal with the leaving Neverland, that shit was a disappointment to me. Like, why would y'all do that? First of all, why the fuck would y'all do that? The man is dead. Leave him alone. He can't defend himself. That's my first problem with it. Two, I kind of got to be empathetic to our Kelly supporters, aka the Peahive, because. <gasps> Oh my god, that's classic. <laughs> <laughs> I could empathize with the Peahive because I love Michael Jackson and his music do slap like that for me. That man is my best friend type. You know, that's the relationship I had with him when I was coming up as a child and I was replaying my Moonwalker VHS. I know all the dance moves to Thriller. I know most of his discography front to back. I know songs. Like, I am that fan. I'm that girl, okay? So for this to come out again, I'm like, I need to see the hardcore evidence, the substantial facts, because it's always my first reaction to believe victims. But there's a certain point where, I mean, okay, let me, re- let me repeat that. There's kids that medicine. I have to re I have to re-say that. I will always believe victims. There is no but, there is no pause, there's nothing. I will always believe victims first. I won't always vocalize my support for believing victims until substantial evidence is presented to me and I can come to my own conclusion to show public support. Perfect example of that is the Jesse Smollett situation. I I believed him at first, and I thought the reaction from some people was disgusting because he's a black gay male. But after that interview, this nigga lying, and I know it. But I'm also going to wait until more evidence comes out. Now, with Michael Jackson, my immediate problem is you accuse this man decades and decades ago when he could Mm -hmm. defend himself. Mm -hmm. And although he was acquitted... You all already testified, defended this man, got on the stage and became a witness. And yes, I understand that witness intimidation does exist. And, you know, people could get paid off. I understand that money talks. But you perjured yourself, which is a felony. So why are you not now in jail? Why are you not now being questioned? Why is that part of the case not being investigated? Instead, you want to keep the scope on. But Michael Jackson touched those little boys. But why the fuck? Do you, as a parent, give your child permission to spend the night with another grown man unsupervised? And you knew. And this is public knowledge that you knew. You put your child up on the auction block? hmm And the damage is already done. The trauma is already there. You, I don't care who you are. You mean to tell me that you're that comfortable because this person is a celebrity, because they have a money, your child can be bought? The child you gave birth to and raised, the parents are just as guilty. Yep. And that's that's period. The parents are just as guilty. And because evidence has not come forth yet, it is wrong and unfortunate that these children are now adults and that they may have gone through this trauma. That is wrong. However, Michael Jackson is dead and cannot defend himself. So what are you hoping to gain out of this now? Like, what do you want? And Oprah, why the fuck did you host the interview? Yeah, hey, Like, again, just disappointed. She's, that's uh, one of those ignorance is bliss moments. I'm just gonna act like she never did it, but she did it. And it's kind of upsetting. 
Cause I'm very like, upset. And I haven't even like brought myself to be able to watch it yet because it's like I'm really living long enough to see my heroes become villains. And it is whack. It, like, what are y'all doing out here? Y'all over here talking about the that Jesse Smollett lion has set the black agenda back so many years. Look at what these people in power with platforms are doing. That's setting the black agenda back even further than I can because these people in the positions of of power with access to funding and resources, look at how they're acting. Look at who they're choosing to publicly give their support to. Fuck out of here. That's what's not progressing the agenda or the advancement of black people. Lack of support and funding and resources. And turning back so quick. And the, oh my gosh, cancel culture, disgusting. The people you choose cancel to endorse. Cancel lasts about like three days. That's, that's it. It lasts about three days. People aren't legit and serious about it at all. Like people are like, I'm not going to fuck with a little bit of this. I'm going to fuck the rest of this. Like, nah, like stand your ground. Like when Kanye was doing his fuck shit, Kanye is a genius. He has made beautiful music. He has done a lot to inspire me. But in the moment he started spewing out that stupidity, mm-hmm. I had to dis- my, disconnect myself because what you're saying now doesn't match your gospels then. No. So you're a different person. But people are like, oh, you know what? But you shouldn't. You should be able to separate the person and music. No. Because I'm not going to support what supports them. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to take all my support and my love for you away because you without realizing it hurt and damaged me. So mm-hmm. cancer culture is just nitpicky and it sounds cool because people could get fired on Twitter. But when it comes down to the matters of things that you really should cancel, mm-hmm. like, yeah, yeah, fake. Yeah, yeah. fake. Yeah. And the discipline is not there. It just sounds cool. That's yeah. it. Somebody wants to start something. Because you can't say you, you don't fuck with Kanye and then you're still spending money on his ugly ass American apparel looking sneakers. Them shits is ugly. All them Yeezys is ugly. Okay? After Red October's, everything was trash. Okay? The Yeezy Boost, them shits are trash. I like the Yeezys. Nah. I don't nah. have a pair, but I like them. No. Nah. If they were like a reasonable price, like probably like a hundred bucks, sure. But nobody's... Why are you spending more than two, three hundred dollars and like that? Mm-hmm. Why? Why? I I don't have a pair yet. Somebody else could buy them for me. I would love to get those um joints dropped. What is shoe size? Tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Shoe size? You gotta drop the shoe size. Man. Oh yeah. If anybody wants to buy some sneakers for me, you know, I'll I'll uh, send you my Amazon locker info. I'm a size four and a half in children's sneakers. I'm a size six and a half in women's shoes if they um closed toe. I need a size seven open toe because I'm sliding, Norbert. I'm sliding. I can't have that in my open toes. I'm not about to be picking up pennies. (laughs) Okay? These toes is not scraping the pavement. I don't like no cliff jumpers. So, size seven in women's open toe heels. Size six and a half in closed toe. Size four and a half in children's sneakers. If they're narrow Nikes, like the ones or like some dunks, I need a size five because I need some space. Yeah, people don't believe me i got i got tiny feet and i got narrow feet and i got small ankles so i need those uh cash app moolala zach because mm-hmm. bitch better have my money ah. moolala m-o-o-l-a-l-a-z-a-k make Mama. that nigga spend a check <laughs> i was trying to do my little uh needles. your So that leads me to my next point because we did just kind of go off and get in our bags. Um, What do you want to see more of in the black community and how do we get there? Um, One thing I'm really, really grateful for is everybody 
with the platform such as yourself um, that are doing these podcasts and just having the conversations. We can say a lot of pretty things and we can preach a lot of good, Mm -hmm. but at the end of the day, we have to be uncomfortable. Growth can only come out of your comfort zone. So I would love more conversations if, as crazy may be, if Scotty Beam and Karen and Jules would stop and have a conversation, whether it ends up an argument or not, let's have the conversation because we've got people, first of all, social media runs everything and way too many people are comfortable saying a lot of shit forgetting that they get punched in the fucking face. Yeah. So when people used to like, I don't like Charlamagne XYZ, at the end of the day when he came out, he was, he'd say what he had to say. He'd get people angry. Like, we shouldn't have to do this pretty polite. Let's be real. Yeah. Um. So I'm looking forward to more people having that open conversation um and not with somebody that's always going to agree with them but exactly people that's they're not always going to agree with because that's the only way we can grow let's be real let's show all representation let's Mm -hmm. show truth let's just show unity like just gotta be honest and different i feel like social media is our platform and is more powerful than controlled tv media companies don't have that much control over what we consume, what we decide to go viral, mm-hmm. what we decide to shut down. Like social media gives us power mm-hmm. and I want people to capitalize off of it more in a sense of how we gonna keep making it better for us, how we gonna keep putting the spotlight on us, how we gonna take us to the next level. Yes. I look forward to that. Yeah. Thank you <laughs> for sharing that. That's so on target. Thank you. I, I ain't got shit to say. <laughs> uh, where can people follow you? What upcoming projects do you have? What do you want people to know? Um, my Instagram, the Dia Pierre, D E A Dia. Um, currently, I'm working on a few vlog series uh, for my mixology classes. Um, I really want people to understand that once upon a time, cocktails and liquor was medicine. So I want to kind of get back to that with a little bit of my um, West Indian ass family remedies. Um, I'm a, when I have my vlogs, I'm going to need that drop for the intro. Hello. Okay. But yeah, man, just hit a, a quench your sober and uh, hope everybody have a lit ass summer off my drinks with Tia. Yes. Please don't forget to like comment share subscribe leave a review tell a friend show a co-worker most importantly let a motherfucker know <laughs>